everybody, it's Cheryl's Get Your Life Back Podcast. I'm so glad you have joined me today and sharing this time and space with me. And I hope you get a few minutes to tune in to today's topic. Um, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, SoundCloud, and iTunes Apple Podcast, where you can uh, be with me, <laughs> audio and video. Today, I want to talk about the imposter syndrome. How many of you heard of that syndrome? Some of you have heard it because it's commonly used and some of you have not. Some of you don't even know what it is. I'm going to define it. So I got three sources um, where I got my definitions from so you can have a clear understanding of what the imposter syndrome is. So it is usually called or as a commonly, it's commonly understood as a false and sometimes crippling belief. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. That one's successes and achievements are product of luck and not of your skill, your talent, um, adding some extra in here, but basically um, your skill, your talent, things you have achieved, your knowledge, your wisdom, your, your um, education, like all of that goes out the window and you feel that you achieved some things because of luck. This term was initially coined by an American psychologist named Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes, and I got that from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, um, and then other stuff I threw in because it all applies to us. But not when I say skills, there's a whole lot of other areas that we deal with imposter syndrome too. I'm going to get into that, the gifts and the talents. But it's also a psychological pattern in which individuals doubts their accomplishments. How many of you can witness to that? You doubt your accomplishment and pers and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud, like you're not really who you say you are, mm -hmm. they're going to find you out, honey, you're not even qualified, you're not, you don't even who you say you are, you don't even fit the, the script, you, all of that, <laughs> despite your external evidence of your competence and your, um, your experience, your life, you know, things you have achieved in life, the phenomenon remains convinced in your mind that you are a fraud and that you do not deserve all that you have achieved. Now we're talking about some core belief issues going on inside. Because if you've done all of this and you see all the evidence of it, clearly, but still there's something that makes you feel like, eh, not me, no, no, not really, you know. <laughs> Individuals with imposter syndrome sometimes cause imposterism incorrectly attribute their successes to luck, as I said, or as a result of deceiving others into thinking they are more intelligent than what they perceive. Now, that, that was very interesting, because you have to think about that. You really have to think about that. But more than they perceive um, themselves to be. So that was from Wikipedia, that little definition about thinking that you're deceiving people and believing you're more intelligent than what you really are. Yet alone, I mentioned... You have all of the evidence to prove the opposite, you still believe it. It's also the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of your effort, your skill. And so people that battle with the imposter syndrome um, or from, yeah, with imposter syndrome, you know, may be at a risk of increasing feelings of anxiety and i saw that in the oxford definition dictionary but i also thought about people i know even clients of mine i work with and just people you know in general you know deal with that it's like they always worry so that means you're always worried about the next person you you know you're not 
you don't ever get to a place where you have peace and you embrace who you are. And so I want to give an example of the imposter syndrome and a lot of you, what some of you probably battle with, and this is a symptom of it. You know, you have that inner critic, that inner voice that says, you are fake. You are phony. You are not as smart as everybody else in the room. You don't belong here in this place. <laughs> you know, you don't really, you know, deserve an award or deserve any kind of praise, deserve any kind of accolades. You don't really deserve the compliment. You know, you really don't. You know, people, they just kind of giving it to you out of pity or charity or you just happen, it just, you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. It was done all done out of luck. <laughs> you know, they're going to find you out though. When they find you out, all of that stuff going to be taken away from you. You know, you know you are not one of these smart people in the room. You know you are not really qualified for this. I want you, I want to know if you battle with any of this stuff I'm talking about. Why are you even going through the emotions of going through this? I dealt with that when I was in school. I don't know why you're going through the emotions of school. You're never going to achieve your degrees. You're never going to get your high school diploma. You're never going to get a bachelor's or a master's. You're never going to get that. Don't even go through the emotions. You know you're going to fail and so on. That is a symptom of the imposter syndrome. But I'm here to tell you, do not believe that. I don't care if you're aspiring to become something. Everybody's learning and growing. Like I said, no one is born here knowing everything. That's one of the things I'm going to get into this, the remedy for you. i got 17 remedies for you to use to defeat this. But there's a difference between constructive criticism, when someone is telling you something to help you grow and learn, um, and making mistakes, and learning from them, and being a perfectionist, co-signing with your core beliefs. Do not co-sign. When I say core belief, I'm talking about the negative, the doubts, the fear, the insecurities, all of that stuff. Yes, that stuff, may you may battle with that, but don't co-sign with it. And you need to believe in your abilities and your capabilities. Because like I said, we all learning, we all becoming, we working towards something. But let me share some of the remedies that I use. I have 17 little tips and tools that help me. And I'm going to start from number zero because I'm different that way. <laughs> Remember that one, nobody came into the world knowing everything. And I just said that. We're all born as infants and we learn from the world, the environment, the people who nurture us and cultivate us. The, the, the people that we interact with. So no, remember that. And that no one is perfect and nobody's without flaw. Nobody's without mistakes. Nobody's without weaknesses. So that's one of the things I would tell myself. Like, you know what? Everybody have a different journey. We may go through a different path, but we learn in our own unique journeys. Number one is believe who God says you are. Believe his word. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You heard that before, I'm sure. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. With God, all things are um, possible. With me, it might be impossible, but with him, it is possible. <laughs> Number two is recite affirmations and positive confessions. Like that spiritual affirmation I just said is the word. But things that build you up, recite it. Number three, educate yourself to grow. The three R's, research, read, and recite. Research, read, and recite so that you can feel competent in what you're doing. If you're doing something you feel like you need to do better, again, that's the difference between constructive criticism or just areas of growth that you need to do. Equip yourself, and then you'll feel more positive and more competent. Number four, have a willingness to learn. And I just spoke about that. Research, read, and recite. Be open to learning to grow. 
Don't be hard on yourself. Number five is believe in yourself. When you believe in yourself, you actually become a magnet where others are drawn toward you. They believe in you. <laughs> you know, you believe in yourself so much that um, other people are, are, are attracted to that. Like, wow, you know. Um, number six would be, I would tell you to be transparent. Be transparent about your flaws. Embrace who you are, including your humorous side, your quirky side, your nerdy side. Share your stories and even share the lessons that you have learned. People relate to that and they know that you are a real person. Never had all the answers. Okay? So you're still learning too. Number seven is don't engage in the spirit of competition. How many of us engage in the spirit of competition, which is a self-sabotaging activity? Because you're worrying about everybody else and what they're doing and how they're doing it. Which leads to number eight, stop comparing yourself to other people. You are, you have your own uniqueness. Didn't I just say you were, God said you was fearfully, wonderfully made. Actually, David, but he acknowledged how God created him, unique. Number nine is believe in your shortcomings. I mean, believe in your shortcomings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know that everybody is a part of the human experience. Not believe in your shortcomings, but know that you're going to have them like everybody else does. But it's part of the human experience. And people can relate. You can use your shortcomings. I think that's where I was going. You can use that to help somebody else. Don't we have mentors? People who go, Don't we have peer mentors? People who have been through things and they can identify and they can help you. <laughs> Number 11 is tap into your strength, your inner greatness. And, I want you, and then you have to operate. I want you to learn how to operate from that strength that you do have. And then you have other areas that you can strengthen as well. Because you're growing. It's okay. It's all on the job training. Number 12 would be talk encouragement and empowerment to yourself. Get in the habit of doing this if you're not. Build yourself up. Learn how to speak over your own life. 13 would be distract negative thoughts. You have to distract with all of the above that I mentioned. It helps you to distract those negative thoughts that come because they're disempowering. 14 is forgive yourself. Forgive your sabotaging behavior, but I do not want you to think about forgiving yourself for something that you didn't even know. Did you hear that? Forgive yourself sabotaging behavior when you know better. You have to forgive yourself so you can't walk in condemnation. At the same time, stop forgiving yourself for something you didn't know, that you was ignorant about. You don't know it. You know, you hold yourself captive to things you didn't even know. Fifteen would be compliment yourself. And it may feel uncomfortable for a lot of you who are not used to doing that. You're not used to embracing yourself and going, girl, you did that thing. Man, you did that. 16 is keep company with a circle of people who love you and appreciate your uniqueness. They see you. They see you. <laughs> That's the kind of people you need to be around. They can embrace you. You can embrace them. You know what I'm saying? There's love there. There's support. There's safety. Number 17, which is my last two, but I'm not finished yet. Stop minimizing your value and your accomplishments. Stop talking yourself out of stuff. Stop saying, eh, yeah, that was, I did that, but you know, uh, that wasn't really nothing. How many of y'all do that? But really, I basically just wanted to share some of the remedies that I've used and that I use, I repeat myself, I use whenever I encounter that imposter syndrome. Sometimes I... I feel it in different atmospheres. It all depends. And something, something may trigger it. You know, something may happen and trigger that old mindset. And I got to dismantle that stuff. <laughs> so I just want you to know, this, you can do, you do the same thing. So, you know, you, so you can walk in um, triumph. 
But anyway, really, it doesn't even matter how, because we all deal, we can deal with this on different levels. It, don't, it doesn't matter how talented, how gifted you are, how popular you are, how educated you are. You will still have seasons of experiencing the imposter syndrome. And so I just want you to know that, that a lot, I don't care what people look like, they have arrived to, those same people can also deal with the same thing in different seasons in their life. And did you ever think that the imposter syndrome is an imposter? And I always say that, think about that. The imposter syndrome is an imposter syndrome, which means what? That you shouldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes, you know, out of fear, we tell ourselves lies, past insecurities try to pop back up. I've mentioned how things, something can happen, it can trigger an old feeling of insecurity and fear that you dealt with before and you thought you kind of put under your feet. And and pretty much, and you pretty much have as you've been able to make it this far. But something may try to bring it back. You know, we need to identify our strength and our own uniqueness and embrace that. That's a sailor moment. That's a sila moment. So if we step into or engage in an activity that we are not secure in, which is a, which is a good example of that, um, we're not secure in, we're not an expert in, that's when that old feeling of the imposter syndrome may try to come. Um, but again, you got to realize life is a part of growing and learning and grooming and being cultivated and all of that great stuff. It's an on-the-job training experience. And I think if you embrace it from that point of view, it can be a wonderful thing. You get to see things a different way. You get to change your mindset. That is a life experience, and it's great. And it's great when you share with other people about your experiences, and you just never know who life you may change. But I was thinking about, <clears throat> you know, I'm also a licensed cosmetologist, and I was thinking about when I was in school, and, you know, before you graduate, you have to take a written part of the test. You have to take a practical part of the test. And we know that we were students, and we were training to become licensed, but we know that eventually we have to work on real people. Now, I was already experienced um, doing hair before I went to cosmetology school. I just had to learn more things on another level, professionalism, and all this other kind of stuff. But there were still some things I had not done yet. But we all knew that at some point we have to do someone's nails, hair color, hair cut for the first time. <laughs> Those are scary. Cutting somebody's hair, changing the color of somebody's hair. What I said, cutting, coloring, and even doing someone's nails. Woo! And they don't know that they're the first customer. Oh my gosh, it can be very nerve-wracking. So when we would approach, well, the, the patients we had in school already knew we were students, so they wasn't expecting perfection. <laughs> they were. They knew that sometimes they would be the first one. That's why their hairstyle would be nearly free or half off because they were getting it done by students and the school would cover the liabilities and, and, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But when you still... Even when you go to school and you get to really work in a salon, it's still like, oh, my God. But I have an answer for that, too. But no matter what, you still have to push and grow. But the thing is, I've learned for me just to be transparent. Like I said, I let people know, you know what, this is my first time doing this weave. This is my first time doing this style. Maybe doing this particular haircut. I've cut hair because we have to do it on mannequins. Um, coloring, we have to practice on mannequin as well. So guess what? I have I made mistakes as a cosmetologist, as a hair artist, but I already accept the fact that I already accept the part that part of my journey of growing as a professional cosmetologist. But the transparency has helped me because 
I've never really had, I've never had a negative reaction to me telling somebody, you're my first um, client that I'm doing this on. And most of the time, they was excited about it. They wanted to be the guinea pigs. And I love, you know, when I was younger, cosmetologist, you know, our clients allow us to uh, be more creative. You know, like, oh, good, oh, good, try that on me. And if it don't work, that's okay, we'll do something else. You know, but nowadays it's totally different. That's a whole nother podcast, honey. Don't mess up one time. Back then it was like, if this don't work on you, because you learning your client, that's a whole nother thing. I said, learning their hair, learning their facial, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, we still had to use, I want you to get this part. I still had to use the term cosmetologist and professional, which can be intimidating when you're battling imposter syndrome. Because you're like, should I call myself a licensed cosmetologist, number of reasons, the responsibility that comes with it, it's like, oh my gosh. But we have to believe it, we have to see it, believe it, and say it. You do. This is reciting as well. We have to walk in our aspiring or learning skill and perfect it with practice. That's it. Was oh, that hard? Perfect it with practice. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with everybody else around you. It, it takes off a lot of stress, a lot of worry, a lot of comparing yourself. The comp you don't you don't operate in a self uh, a spirit of competition. <laughs> the truth is, we can really be great and competent too in all of the wonderful things that we do in our experience, and still experience the syndrome, the imposter syndrome. But I don't want you to walk around being self defeated and give up and say I quit. You cannot do that. I want you to thrive. The bottom line is that once we learn to embrace, once we learn the power of dismantling, um, disabling, pulling down strongholds, things that try to keep us blocked and crippled in our own self-prison, you know, pulling, that's a stronghold, um, a stronghold that whispers against the things or against, against who God says we are. Once you learn how to do that with all of the things I just went through, all of the 17 strategies, when you learn how to do that, you walk it in your own power. You walk in your own strength, your own everything. You realize your own power, your anointing, your uniqueness, and your strength. And that feels great. Still knowing you're going to make mistakes, but it's all right because they're learning lessons. This is the mindset transformation I want you to adopt, you know, your perception of things. So, no, I want to know if you have battled with the imposter syndrome. I would love to hear your stories. So, please leave your commentaries, whether this is the audio version you're listening to, my audio podcast. Leave your comments. If it's the YouTube, uh, under the YouTube, under my YouTube channel, please leave your commentaries there as well. You can also find me at SherwoodWhiteHoward.com. That is my website. Um, you'll learn more about me and everything else. Um, and I'm on social media. Follow me on Instagram, Cheryl.GetYourLifeBack. Facebook, Cheryl Howard, Get Your Life Back. Pinterest, I'm under Cheryl Howard, you know, with many hats. <laughs> because I do wear many hats, and a lot of us do as well. You know, we wear many hats in life and everything. So, anyway, I want you to stay. I want to keep the conversation going. So, that's why I really want to hear your stories and what you think of this and this, if this has been a blessing to you. And don't forget to share. It is nice to share because I know some of you know somebody who need to hear this. 
But for continuous inspirations and events that have coming up for 2020, to stay motivated, um, you need someone to help you stay accountable to your goal and your dreams and your visions and all of that stuff. And when I say that, you can have a vision to have healthier relationships. It's not always about, oh, uh, something to do with business or career or something like that. You may have a, a personal goal to improve your communication, to improve your relationships, your family relationships, parenting. You know, I am a certified life purpose coach. I am also a keynote inspirational and transformation speaker. I am a Amazon best-selling author. My first book was Let Me Out. You can find that on Amazon and on Barnes and Nobles as well. Website, Let Me Out. I talk, share a lot about my story, things I've overcome. So I'm not just telling you something because it sounds good. This stuff I lived through and walked through. This stuff I implemented in my own life and saw the manifestation, saw the, the positive great outcome. And I want you to have the same experience in your life. I want you to thrive. I want you to experience the inner joy. Um, I want you to know how to look for inspirations in your life, in your relationships to keep you going. And then also to help prepare you to serve other people so you can leave a positive impact on somebody else's life, like paying it forward, because that's what it's all about. And so I hope this was a blessing to you, and I can't wait to you tune in to one of my broadcasts again, and whether it's live or pre-recorded, I welcome you, I welcome you, please share it out. Um, like I said, I know you know somebody who needs to hear inspirations and motivations, somebody dealing with anxiety, somebody dealing with um, depression, um, and this, this is during the time of the holidays when I'm actually doing this recording for those of you. It is 2019, <laughs> November. And so this is the time where a lot of people will be experiencing low emotions or SAD, S-A-D, seasonal affective disorder. I think I said that right. Anyway, it's like a seasonal depression, seasonal affective depression, something like that. Anyway, my mind just went blank. But anyway, you know, because it's the holidays and if they lost people in their lives, um, whether through death or divorce or something else, um, people tend to feel sad a lot around this time of the season because um, they miss the they miss that person and not there in their lives and you know it, it's just a lot you go through mentally and emotionally and spiritually and so I want you to connect them to my YouTube channel Cheryl How It Get Your Life Back I have tons of things on there and and messages that I intentionally um, do because or, or um, yeah do <laughs> because I, I'm always thinking about who needs to hear this. I'm always thinking about my audience. I'm always thinking about people that I feel need to be uplifted or they need a mind transformation. They need spiritual transformation because that's what it's all about anyway. Anyway, I went on for a long time. I hope this was empowering to you as well. And until we meet again, you be blessed.